Vanilla chocolate strawberry. Testing, testing, vanilla chocolate strawberry. You know, if you're gonna test it, taste it. Welcome to the Nudge Factory Podcast. I am Trevor Leach. I will be um, alone today. Um, this is only the second episode, but two out of two, I'm alone. There's no guest. Uh, in this episode, I'll be discussing creativity and where it comes from. I will be looking at this from a faith-based angle, you can call it, um, in an attempt to equip, edify, and just build a group of nudgers in our churches, homes, and streets, um, wherever you go. That's the goal through this. Um, so I, I covered this a little bit before, but I, I want to retouch on it every week. I'm going to try to uh, touch on a specific topic this week being creativity. Um, but I'll probably always stick to the idea of looking at it through, um, the perspective of faith and just, um, touching on topics through that. Um, that's my goal through this. And it's not to be a Bible thumping, you know, believe this or else it's not that. Um, so if you're not a quote, God is real end quote type of person, fear not, fear not. I will not try to convert you through this podcast. That's not my goal. Um, I just hope that you'll stick with me and think through these different things with me. Um, that's the goal through this. And maybe you'll find good perspectives here, regardless of what your beliefs are compared to mine. Um, so no matter the belief, it's all good. Stick with me, please. Um, but you might be saying, whoa, hold up. And you say, what is a nudger? You mentioned nudger, but what is a nudger? Yes, and I did not really touch on this in my introduction podcast. And please, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to episode one, don't listen to it. That is, no, just just don't. It's okay. But anyway, a nudger. Uh, I kind of uh, got this idea of nudger from Leonard Sweet, an author and theologian. Um, but anyway, so what he calls a nudger is, it would be a noun. I came up with that myself. It would be a noun. Um, and a nudger is someone who gently... <laughs> I'm making myself laugh here. Okay, it's someone who gently pushes people off of their seats more than it is sitting people down or driving them to their knees. I'm going to read that part again because it's kind of a, a, a lot. So, a nudger. Someone who gently pushes people off of their seats more than it is sitting people down or driving them to their knees. It's more about sowing than reaping. Um, so those are those are really words from Leonard Sweet. So what it is, to clarify, we are not literally aiming to push people off of chairs. That seems silly. Um, but rather, we want to see this as a metaphor for ev evangelism. Evangelism. I almost tripped a little bit. Um, so a nudger is not someone forcing an opinion or belief, but instead is someone who simply lives a life aimed at sowing the seeds that will eventually lead to a lifetime decision of following God. Um, we're just here to awaken people to the God that is already there and working in their lives. We're just allowing people to see that God work, if that makes sense. So now getting into the uh, the nuts and bolts, if you will, of this, ooh, that was nasty, of this topic. Um, I myself am a musician. I write, record, perform, conduct a choir, and lead a congregation on a weekly basis. Um, and while there are many times that I feel I fall short of doing a great job, I, I think I truly do believe that I have some decent things to say when it comes to creativity. 
Um, I've struggled with it. And I also believe I've had some successful moments with it. So I do have some really down days. I will, I will say that. Um, so creativity, honestly, is something that I oftentimes feel that I lack. There are moments when I feel really creative and other times when I'm just like, yo, what the heck are you doing, man? This is horrible. I can't make anything good. So there are days when I'm just like, you know, you should quit. You should stop. But I don't. Although I'm being completely serious, um, joking aside, I do want to state that I'm actually okay with what I've made thus far. Um, so far in my life, I am okay with it. Um, I just have some really bad days. And so I think that's I think it's healthy, though. I think we are... Well, we fluctuate. So I think that's okay. So if you're if you're like that, that's all right. I think most of us are. Um, so in this podcast, I'm going to establish um, or help us all establish where our creativity can come from and how we can awaken such things within our mind. Basically, everything I'm about to say can be taken a hundred times, thousand times further and much, much deeper. But this is a start to get us all thinking on a creative level. And like I said before, I want this to be more of like a, a dialogue kind of thing. So it, Definitely follow us on, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all that good stuff. And um, we can continue this in conversation form online. Um, so for our purposes here at Nudge Factory, we'll be relating mostly to music and writing. Um, but these can most definitely be applied to just about anything, creatively speaking. Um, so it doesn't have to be music and writing. But um, for our purposes and my background, we're going to stick with that. So now to the point. The point is, for me... Creativity is God-breathed, just like life itself. It is something put in place, ordained, if you will, by God. Um, so look at all of creation. Um, you can look for a second, you can look for an hour, you can look now, you can look later. It doesn't really matter. Creation is everywhere. Everything we see is God's creation. Um, and if you believe in the God of the Bible, then you will see what I mean. And if you don't believe in God, creation still can um, definitely instigate a huge amount of creativity in your mind. So like I said, this is faith-based. You don't have to see it that way if you don't want to. So look at creation. You'll quickly see what I mean. There is color beyond what our eyes can comprehend. Infinite variations of design, millions of species, and a universe larger than what our puny little minds can understand. And let's be honest, life itself, the life that we live, is pretty creative. I think it's clear now that if God is real and he created the earth, in whatever way you want to interpret it, that could be seven days, it could be evolution, doesn't really matter at this point. We're not here to discuss that. Um, if he created it, I think we can agree that he is quite a creative God. And he has placed us right in the middle of it all, and I believe that is for a reason. You know, the creator could have put us in a boring world, colorless, senseless, dry, and just... Ugh. But he didn't. I truly believe that's for a reason. I believe he put us here to see his creativity and how awesome it is and implement it ourselves in everything that we do. For musicians like myself and probably most of you listening, um, this means being creative in our music. Um, not just our music, but specifically our music. It seems to be a trend these days to hear a lot of similarity among the popular stuff that's put out. Um, and that's mostly because that's what's being pushed in our ears. Um, let's not get stuck there because it's really not... It's not because there's a lack of creativity in the music world. It's because listeners and people putting those songs into our ears are are lacking the um the desire to push creativity and that's just whatever it's a different topic that's just another opinion of mine we can disagree on that it's all right um 
So anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, I digress. If you want to be heard, be creative and be different. One example I can think of just quickly um, when I was trying to put this little outline on together um, is Bach. And I know that's like super outdated for today, but um, today he is considered one of the greatest composers of all time. But that didn't happen overnight. I'm positive he was told a lot of harsh things about his compositions and his playing styles. And it's actually been said that people asked him to either tone down his compositions and his playing, or at least explain them to him, to them, because they were just too confusing for people to understand. It was something that they had never heard before, and they just, they couldn't comprehend it. And actually, at one point, um, I found this quote, is from a group of people who employed Bach, and I, I honestly can't tell you who it was that was employing him at the time, but I assume one of the, uh, the churches he was employed at, they said, if Bach continues to play this way, the organ will be ruined in two years or most of the congregation will be deaf. What's interesting about this quote is that you can probably hear this in churches and households across the world still to this day. Um, you could probably switch out the name with Bach, the name Bach with this band or that drummer, and I'm sure you'll be able to find this being said. Um, you know, back when the Beatles were big, you probably heard, you probably could have heard uh, a lot of a lot of parents saying something about, oh, if the Beatles keep playing like this, oh my goodness, the world's gonna, you know, whatever. And then you have those people that uh, might be against a certain style of music in the church. You know, that does happen occasionally. Cricket, cricket. And then, you know, you might hear, oh, if that drummer keeps playing like that, oh man, my ears are gonna go out or that floor is gonna be caved right in. Oh my goodness. Anyway, I'm I'm once again getting off topic. The point is, he was different. People didn't always like it, but he was different, and he was transpiring new people to do even greater things and be more creative, and I think that's really important. Um, and so, to me, I think when people say things like this, you know, they could have a, a good point occasionally, but overall, I think it really shows that for the vast majority of of People. And this might be a little touchy. I think it shows that we have a misunderstanding of what God has done for us, what he wants to do through us, so that we can do the work he needs and wants us to do. Um, he's created us creatively, and I don't think it's proper to hinder that. We change over time, and I think it's good to um, embrace that change. Maybe not all the changes. I certainly think there's bad changes being made, but we need to embrace the creative mind that is being put to work. And if that's a drummer and he's worshiping God or getting his point across through his drumming, I, I don't, I don't think that's a problem. And I think we need to um, just see that a little bit more clearly. It's like God gave him that creativity for a reason. Let's let him use it. That's a gift, a definite gift. So at this point, I think we've established that God is creative and has designed us in his image to be creative as well. Um, so do we really think that he wants us to remain in the same patterns and using the same expressions for all of eternity? Mm, I highly doubt it. I really do. We are emotional, spiritual, and physical beings because that's the way we were designed. We have minds, bodies, and souls all ready to be used for the greater good. And it's essential for us to implement those three things, or these three things, and put them to use in our music, whether it was designed to be used as a means to worship or to simply share a message to your listeners. That could be at a club or a coffee house, a 
a big arena. It doesn't matter if your song, if your art does not have your mind, body, and soul into it. It's really, really hard to get people to embrace that message um, just because it lacks emotion. A song without emotion or soul, in my opinion, is hardly a song at all. And the same goes for bodies and minds. They are all essential in the creation of our music. I truly, truly believe that. They all work together. So, whether you're a church musician, uh, that could be worship leader, volunteer, guitarist, keyboardist, cellist, drummer, um, a frontman for the next great rock band, or just a singer-songwriter looking to journal your thoughts through music, don't let your creativity be hindered. Know that it is all around you. Um, it is everywhere. If you believe in God, the creator of the world, all you have to do is simply look at creation. If you don't believe in God, still, look to creation. Look to the things around you. It's just everywhere. Creativity is in everything. Look into your heart. Look into his very word. Look into the Bible if that's what you believe. And you'll find more inspiration for creativity than you'll ever know what to do with. Um, and that's that's what I've learned. When I have days that I really struggle, I always find that it's just because I'm looking in the wrong place. I'm, I'm just trying to force creativity. And no, that's not the way it is. Don't listen to a song or hear an artist and then be like, oh, I got to create some, something just as good. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> I still do it, but I know it's wrong. Do what you do. Find your own way to express. It's, it's not based off of Bono. You know, don't do everything he does. Unless you're exactly like him, which in that case, I would be slightly jealous. Just a little. So find your own creativity. Uh, the music industry and our churches are starving for creativity. And I'm not saying that because it's not there, because it is. It is out there. I'm just saying this because we should always, 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 always be hungry for something new. We need new ways to express, we need new ways to worship, and we need new ways to capture the hearts of those who need to be saved and those just who need to hear the message that we have to share with them. That could be faith. It could be just anything. Make sure you are being creative creative, so that they are interested in what you have to say. So to close us out, I just want to read a, just a short passage from Psalms 144, verse 9, where it says, I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you. And that is the word of the Lord. Now, I know I just made a huge case for the last 15 minutes uh, for bringing new things to the table, but next episode, I would like to look at how we can creatively maintain tradition while continuing to implement new things, new styles, and new thoughts within the music we consider sacred. So in a sense, I want to take what, what some would consider to be sacred in tradition and implement that into what others continue, consider to be contemporary, so maintaining the, the sacredness of that all. So, for example, I believe that includes some from Tomlin, Crowder, and Hillsong. I believe they're all sacred just as much as How Great Thou Art and Charles Wesley and you know those different traditional things that we see today. Um, so next episode, we are looking at blending, or better yet, converging old with new in the church in a creative way. If you have any questions about this episode, the next episode, looking ahead, you can email them to us at nudgefactory at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at The Nudge Factory. Also, our website www.thenudgefactory.com has all those contact things on there as well um, so please we'd love to get emails tweets tweet tweet and all those other things that you know come along with social media Facebook I think I mentioned all that stuff just find us contact us get in touch with us we'd love to converse with you
All right. Get out there and be creative. Go use your creativity to change the world because that's what the world is waiting for. Seriously. I know that didn't sound overly overly enthusiastic, but it was meant to. So please go be creative. Go creative. (laughs) 